Hello there, this is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Hallelujah. Turn in your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 20. We're going to read from verse 30 and we really need to speak this morning. The Bible says from verse 30, Matthew 20. He says, and behold, two blind men sitting by the road. When they heard that Jesus was passing by, they cried out saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet. But they cried out all the more. My dear friends, some people are crying around you right now. And sometimes our attitude is telling them to shut down. Come on, keep quiet. But they cried out much more. Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Verse 32, so Jesus stood still. Quickly, please make a note of five things, importantly. I might not be able to cover all this because of time. Jesus stood still. That's number one. Then he called them, two, and said, what do you want me to do for you? Three. Then he said to them, they said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion, four. He touched their eyes, five. And immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. I'm sure you got the message. This morning, the next few minutes, we're going to be speaking on not isolated, but touched by his mercy. Not isolated, but touched by his mercy. And I want you to understand that every one of us need this. And wherever you are, you are not isolated. You are touched by the mercy of God. You might not be able, the GP might not be able to get to you. The hospital might not be able to get to you if you are ill in your body. But I want you to know you are not isolated. Wherever you are listening to this, if you are in the prison right now, and whatever the thing, this message is coming to you, you are not isolated. You are touched by the mercy of God. In the name of Jesus, something that can never be locked down is the word of God. And right now, this morning, Jesus is passing by you. Or whenever time of the day you are listening to this, he is coming your way, and he's going to touch you in Jesus' name. I'd like to ask this morning, or start this morning, or start this message, by asking you if you have ever been ignored, or whether you like being ignored. You know, as a person, I don't like it. Whether you have felt ignored in any area of your life. You know, sometimes when people feel ignored, or when people ignore some others, they say, you know what? Silence is golden. But I want you to understand that silence is not golden. <laughs> Many times when people are ignored, they will even rather take a negative feedback. I like to know what is it. If I'm talking to you, I want to hear from you. It kind of reminds me of situations where, you know, some people send out texts, send out texts to people, and it looks like they are talking to themselves. There is no feedback. There is no yes received, acknowledged. Have you ever felt like that? Or you send out prayers and there is no amen to it. Being ignored is not a good thing, my dear friends. Being ignored is like being overlooked. It's like being unheard. It's like shouting to yourself. It's not a good thing. It's one of the most painful things you can go through when you live in a life of being ignored. Now, it may surprise you that every one of us is guilty of this one time or the other in a day. Because there is always a pain around you that you ignore. And you might not know because you are busy. Every one of us, one way or the other, we ignore people. 
there's always a, a silent, a silent, loud pain. The pain is loud, but it's silent to you. You can't see it because you're preoccupied. One of the reasons why this ministry was set up is to listen to such cries. In our community, I always pray to God. A lot of people you have sent us to, communities you have placed us, in the business community, in the social community, wherever, political space you have placed us, help us to be able to hear the silent cry so that we can minister, we can touch, we can reach out, we can develop products that will meet those needs. Now, when I was a teenager, um, and many people can relate to this story, and we went out to play football. Now, this is something we did uh, Sunday afternoons quite a lot. And uh, we come back from church, we all went to the local football field to play football. And one of the things I found out is that when it came to the time of picking teams, usually you have two captains, and Captain A, Captain B. Then they have to pick their team from the available pool of players on the day. You know, everybody will have gathered. The first thing you do is everybody is just playing anyhow. And then the time comes to pick your teams. Captain A will pick from the available team, remember what I said. You pick the first person, Captain B will pick their first person. So Captain A will pick the second person. They will continue like that until their teams are full. Now, this is interesting. Usually, the tension moment comes when people have to be picked in these teams. Now, if you are a captain and you have to pick your team, remember this. You want to pick the best ones first. So, usually those best guys, there's no need. Particularly if you're a goalkeeper, I was a goalkeeper. You know you'll be picked. But the tension comes with those who really couldn't play. So, there was no tension with those who could play who knew they were getting. But the tension was with people who would always be ignored. And you could get two different kinds of behavior from them. Sometimes these people will be shouting, pick me, pick me, I'm here, pick me. Oh, pick me, pick me. Oh, come on, you know, Stephen, pick me. And I remember the green, just wicked green on the face of some of these captains. They would look past them and pick the guy behind them. Almost like they didn't exist. And sometimes people would rather actually have a man less in their team rather than pick somebody who they knew could not play. Why? Because they felt somebody who could play better might come along. And they didn't want to fill up that space. I want to put yourself in the position of the guys who are always overlooked. There are usually four or five reactions you could get. And I'm going to talk about those reactions next week. Not today. Because our focus today is on the people who are picking. Not on the people picked. This is a two-part message. I'll come back to that. I discovered that every time, even in the church, when we are meant to pick up our teams, we overlook some things. We overlook some people. Despite the fact that they are jumping. Since this lockdown, realize that there are certain things, there are certain effects of people being picked or being overlooked. So, well, since the whole families are together, I, I commissioned my, my head of um, R&D in our family to do a little research for me, or a write-up, not research, on what she thinks. This is chosen, my daughter. Do a little write-up for me on what you think will be the impact of the COVID-19 uh, on the social space after this time. What will be the impact? And I'm looking at this from the point of missions, from the point of outreach. So I want to read just a summary of what she did. She wrote quite a lot, but I just want to read out something what she wrote. She says, social security. So this right is being affected by coronavirus because the pre-existing system is under immense strain. 
Resources are increasingly scarce. And lives for people are being changed. And will remain changed for foreseeable future. Also, once the pandemic is over, she said, many of these issues will remain, i.e. the gap created in children's education, debt accumulated by people to difference in standard of living. This could lead to rise in suicidal rates and domestic abuse. Now, I could agree with that. People would rather be happy to be out of the house and now locked together. So, you see, familiarity has increased their content. Right to leisure and social interaction. She said, this may seem trivial. Of course, my daughter likes her, her leisure. She said, this may seem trivial, but it is necessary as humans. Having access to liberty to relax is essential for mental well-being. Very correct. Lack of adequate relaxation in, uh, uh, and respite. When you are stuck inside all day with the same people... I hope she didn't mean her brother here. With the same people, will increase mental health problems. Will pose more strain on already stretched public health system. Where you are locked up together. She said, when the pandemic is over, it is for certain that pleasures we used to enjoy will be, I mean, which involve large and even medium-sized gatherings, will be drastically changed. Very correct. This, this change of mind, this change of mindset will be very difficult for humans to adjust to. Freedom to move. Pretty self-explanatory, she said. But no one can travel and this consequence of, uh, of COVID will probably have long-lasting changes affecting both business and pleasure. It's already been rumored that people will need to have some kind of electronic chip in their body for health clearance when they travel. This may lead to major religious or cultural clash if it happens. Immigrants and refugees. What am I trying to show you? I'm showing you the field for mission is even just starting. There is so much scope. The work is just starting. This is for you to understand. As a Christian, the work is just beginning. The scope is setting for huge work. Huge work. Immigrants and refugees. The crisis is exacerbating the refugees crisis with thousands of people stuck between countries, unsettled with no country willing to open their borders. Undocumented immigrants aren't able to receive the same protection offered to legal residents and citizens. Some of them have lost their income and aren't being provided with public welfare or access to social services. They will either rely on charity support, friends and family, or resort to crime. Are you, are you listening to this? There is higher risk of starvation and homelessness. She said it is understood that the large majority of those who are afforded the privilege of, to work from home and thus keeping their, their, their income, they make up the middle, and the, the middle and the upper class. These classes are also more likely to have major pressure on them. Listen, no one is going to be left out. Because you are working from home, receiving your wages does not mean you are left out. In fact, pressure is on you. So what are we saying? The work of mission, the work of outreach is just starting. If somebody thinks that the assignment of church is over, you are joking. You are joking. The work is just beginning. And if you are a child of God, God is saying to you, this is why I saved you. This is why I'm making you to pass this journey. And many of this need will not be announcing themselves. We have to understand why God has saved us and why God has kept us alive. 
This brings us to the text today. Because of my time, I want to touch only on four things quickly. The Bible said Jesus Christ was passing by and there were two blind men by the side of the road. Listen to me. Because they were blind does not mean they had to be by the side of the road. There, were bl there are blind men in a mansion, living in a mansion. There are blind men that had people working for them. They're running businesses. But these blind men were left aside. These blind men were actually, they were overlooked. People walked past them. Cars would drive by and splash water on them. These blind men had no one to help them. But Jesus is passing by. But you are passing by. You're passing by. It was not that Jesus Christ had nothing else to do. He had an appointment. He always ran a very busy schedule. And that's the reason why many people actually are isolated today because no one is reaching out to them. They're isolated in their home, isolated in their need. There are people who no one is talking about. There are programs. They might sit in a congregation, but they're isolated. Maybe in a family, but they're isolated. Why? Because nobody's addressing their situation. Will you be that person who will, once again, say, Lord, here I am, send me. Will you be that person who will say, I know I have got programs planned up, but I have to think about others too. The first thing that we could see in the ministry of Jesus Christ, the Bible said, he stopped. He stopped. And actually, actually, I highlight all the five because of my time. I might not go over them. You can see he stopped. He signaled them to come. So they stopped. That is signaled. That is solicitous, which is illicit to them. He sympathized, which is the fourth thing. And then he touched them. The first thing I want to talk about here is stopped. When Jesus heard their cry, he stopped. My dear friends, the first thing you must understand this morning, you are not crying in vain. Man may not hear you, but he hears you. Jesus hears the cry of the lonely. He knows your need much more than anybody can know. And no matter how remotely located you are, Jesus Christ, he hears you when you call. He hears you when you call. Amen. Hallelujah. One of the benefits of this season, particularly for all of us, in this time of coronavirus, you know, lockdown, is it should make us to stop. Stop. It should slow us down. Sometimes our life is so packed, so busy, and that we don't even have time to stop and reflect. When you stop, my dear friends, stop and look around you. What's going on with that neighbor? Have I seen them in the last three weeks? Everybody comes out. I hope you do come out on Thursday evenings to clap for our NHS. Everybody comes out to clap for the NHS, but you haven't seen them. They have not come through their door. Nobody has entered. Nobody has come out. But you do. You understand that. You know they used to come out. What's going on in the house? Do you know in this season, many old people will die in their house. Nobody knows about it. When there was no lockdown that was happening, now it will increase. I'm not asking you to be knocking on all dead neighbors. But you can write a little note and put your mask on and drop on some neighbor's houses. If they need any help, if they need something else, maybe somebody can help them with groceries. The other day I saw a neighbor. Of course, people are not meant to visit their old people. But even their family, the children are used to visit them. They are talking to them from a distance, my dear friends. You must understand that the people who are going out, they are angels of, angels of our system, warriors. So who are you? What are you? God is saying to you, there is a mission field out there. That is work for you and I to do. You can do it in safety. I'm not asking to throw away safety, no. But we are the fingers of God in this time. In this time. 
I want you to understand that God wants to use you. If I want to be used of God, I must get used to God actually interrupting me. We must stop and allow God to change our agenda. We must stop and think, well, I know I've got plans for this, plans for that. But God is saying to you, stop, because there's a cry around you. The Bible said in Philippians chapter 2, verse 4, he said, let each of you not only look out for your own interest, but also for the interest of others. Each of you. In that your department, in that your team, in that your family structure, extended family, have you stopped to think? I know you send out texts, how are you? I hope everybody's keeping safe. But beyond that, what else do you do? Have you stopped to think about, okay, sending a little help to somebody? No, they didn't ask for it. What You know their situation. Have you tried to reach out? Oh, you know, if they need it, they will ask. My dear friends, maybe the last time they asked, they asked the wrong time, and they said they would never ask you again. A little help can sustain somebody in this time. Reach out, nevertheless. You have to think about others. The Bible said in Matthew 5, 7. He said, blessed are the merciful. For what? For they shall obtain mercy. Jesus Christ is stopped. And I can go on and on. Number two. He listened. He stopped and he listened. What do you mean by this? Many times, people are talking to us and we're actually not listening. If we're going to be the people that God will use in this end time, in this season, we have to listen to the cry of our community. In that place where your church is located, are you listening to the cry of the city? Are you listening to the cry of the people in your team? You go to that workplace every time. Do everybody turn up for work? But are you listening to the things that are not being said? It's not just to hear. It's to listen to the silent pain behind their words. As we talk about mission, my friends, we have to listen. To bless people we don't know. We have to listen to the clues of their pain. We have to listen to the clues of their pain. When I come back next week, I will show us some things about the people not picked on the football pitch. That's exactly what we see in today's church. We were young back then, but I didn't know we were being taught life lessons. Now that I'm older and I know the word of God and I know life, I can reflect on how many people have become who they have become today. Because of experiences that we went through that time being ignored. The truth is, my dear friends, there is always pain all around you. Even in your family, there is pain. We have to learn to listen to the words behind, to the, to the pain behind their words. You might not have noticed it because you are busy in your own world. You are too busy. You are doing this project. You are doing that project. Do you know for those of us who work from home, we are even more busy now than before? Many people, before they plan how to do this in the morning, before you, before you, if I, the moment you get out of bed, you've done your devotion, do you understand that you just walk throughout the entire day? Many times I have to pull myself out like 2 a.m. If I was working, I always work long hours, but if I was in my office, I have to say to myself, wow, it's late now, I need to get home. So I shut down like about 8, 9. I know I have to get home, like about 9 o'clock, but now I'm in the house. Nobody will say, you are still outside. So I walk late. Do you know we need to stop and think? But thank God, my work is about thinking about people anyway. But are you thinking about people in that your new project you're doing? You have to allow God to interrupt you. And so you have to allow yourself to listen to the pain. When you receive that text or you receive that quietness, what are you hearing? Ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to travel 
to some developing nations to see pain. Not at all. In fact, COVID-19 is presenting us a new harvest field. And I thank God that God prepared us as a church for this. Because in our New Year address, there was a statement I made in there. I said to us in the next decade, I said the church I see in the next decade, the faraway mission fields will become local. I didn't know this was going to come. It will become local. And as I read my daughter's research, and I know that there will be a lot of huge mental health issues. There will be a lot of issues, situations where people's standard of living has changed, or even things to conceive, or children are used to a particular thing. While we are making adjustments, particularly domestic issues, abuses, what do you think, who do you think is going to deal with that? The government is trying to rebuild the economy? That's where the church comes. That's where you come because the church is not a building. It's you in your, in your pajamas at home. You're not going to do that for long. We're not going to stay at home and think, well, let the few people who are in the office or in the church do it. No, we are the church. And we come back together, we roll our sleeves. That the God who saw us through the period where people are dying in their thousands and he has preserved us, he means he preserved us for a role, for a job. We have work to do. We have work to do like never before. Like never before. Good people are dropping off. My dear friends, post-COVID-19 outreach will not be only about sending shoes and bags. That's going to continue. But I'm talking about pains that are behind the beautifully made up face. Somebody turns up in church looking nice, dressing nice in their nice suit. But behind that is fear and despair. Things they can't tell you. But they are going through. Emotional pain. Spiritual disoriented pain. Spiritually oriented pain. Somebody who had lost faith. Who has lost hope. This God, where was he when I lost everything I had? People who you, you can't imagine. How, how did you get here? That's harvest field. Your friend that now begins to say, you know what? I don't even want, I don't even want anything because I lost my mom and my mom was a world for me. I, I, I lost my this, I lost that, whoever. I could not even reach them. Who is supposed to be there for them? The church. My dear friends, social media is not going to minister to them. It's going to be you. It's going to be you and I reaching out to such people. But I want you to understand if you are in that position today and you feel nobody cares, I want to know that God cares. That's why this message is coming to you. The Bible says in Psalm 18 verse 6, it says, In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice. May the Lord hear you from his temple. May he send help to you from his holy place. He said, my cry came before him even to his ear. The Bible said about this man, blind man, they cried out. They screamed. They cried out. Jesus, son of David, have mercy. Is that your cry this morning? Are you crying out about the need in your home? Are you crying about a particular situation? You might not be sick in your body. You might not have lost your job. But there is a pain which you have not told anyone. You know, the Bible said these people, they cried to God. You can't keep quiet with it. You have to understand that there is something about that. I want to pray for you. I want you to understand that that pain which you feel, that's why Christ passed by your way. He doesn't want to leave you without pain. Neither should you think, well, let them figure out the pain. 
in all the examples you see, you find out that, yes, even though God knows your heart, even before you say it, but there are many of us who don't know it. And that's why he gave us the examples of people actually crying out. It's important that we must understand, yes, there is a field, but you also have to speak up. When people reach out to you and say, how can I help you? Don't keep quiet. Don't say, figure it out. People might not be intrusive because they're expecting you to speak up as well. Jesus Christ asked them, he said, what do you want me to do? Now listen to this. Do you think Jesus Christ did not know what they needed? He didn't assume anything. He asked them, what do you want me to do? He listened to what they had to say. This is very important. You must understand that that's why we're here. That's not just for us just to make up our mind and conclude what you need is a shoe. What, what you need is husband. What you need is... Yes, you might not be married, but that might not actually be the real pain. That might not be the pain you are dealing with. It might not be the reason why somebody is, the, is sad, somebody is not happy, uh, you don't have a child. It might not be the reason. You lost your job, might not even be the reason. He said, what do you want me to do for you? He listened. One of the prayers I pray for, more for myself, God help me to be able to listen. So I don't just assume I know. In the harvest field that is awaiting us, we have to learn to listen. To listen to our, to, our, to our friends, to listen to our neighbor, to listen to the church, to listen to what God is saying in this time. Very important. Even though he knows, he still asks them. I always think about this. The Bible said in Psalm 139 verse 2, he said, you know when I sit, when I rise, you perceive the thoughts of my heart. Yet he asks them. Jesus Christ, he was the master of all. He knew all. The Bible tells us in Matthew 9 verse 4, he said, knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, why do you entertain evil thoughts in your heart? You see that? Though he knew, he still asked them. One of the frustrations we get in the Western mission is when people do not say what their need is. I want you to understand this. As we are going into this new phase, you must understand there is a need to speak up. Speak up. Why? You may have thought, well, the last time I spoke up, they didn't understand me. They ridiculed me. Somebody did that, but that was then. It's a new day. God has pressed reset button. How do I know? The next point. He sympathized with them. He had compassion when they told him their need. He didn't say, <laughs> everybody come and look at the blind people. That's not in the church of God of today. No. Because he touched you. And you never remain the same. The Bible said he had compassion on them. No matter what your needs are today, my dear friends, you may have been marginalized, but he has compassion on you. Some of this need could be habits. Maybe you felt not heard. You felt not listened to. But the Bible says he sympathized. He had compassion. He looked past their behavior. Let me say this quickly. One of the reasons why a lot of people don't sympathize is because of the very behavior of these two blind men. The Bible said they were shouting all the more. They were disrupting the meeting. An important man was going to minister and they were shouting, hey, Jesus, sometimes. Remember those guys in the playground? Some of them would be shouting, hey, pick me, pick me. Are you blind? Can you not see me? Sometimes. Listen, there are different Different behavior, different characters, different temperaments. Some people may be brash with their own need. Some people may be silent. We have to look past their behavior. 
if we're going to sympathize. We have to understand that it may be the pain they are going through that's making them to be like that. Remember Hannah. She had her own need. She was silent with her need before the Lord. Remember uh, Rachel with her own need. She was saying, give me husband. Oh, I See, two needs, the same need, but different reaction. We have to learn to look past people's behavior if we are going to minister to them. I do a lot of mission work and I see different behavior. Some people, because they've been on the queue for a long time, to get food, to get clothing, to get whatever. They are actually shouting. They are pushing. They are disrupting the, the line. The orderliness. But some other people are helping. So you know what? Let's be orderly. Let's get this right. Some people are patient. Christ didn't look at that. He had compassion. I pray that the compassionate heart of God will fill you as you are listening to me this morning. I'm speaking to missionaries this morning. I'm speaking to the people who are saying, the reason why God must keep me alive and see me through this period is I want to sign up. I want to be a vessel that God will walk through in my local church. Listen, this is one of the reasons why you can't do this by just sitting at home and being church by yourself. There is a purpose for that and a time for that. But the hand of God must come in a collective way. We must come out and reach out in the collective. You've seen the video today. You've seen that there is no way the government can come and just cooperate with you in your own house. It needs a body. It needs an organization to work with and not any organization, a reputable one. It's not about the size, it's about the integrity. You must understand that God has given you a body. God has given you a place where you can belong to and support. That's what will make you a finger of God to use in this end time. Because the need is going to be huge. It's going to be really huge. God is bringing us together to understand we must come with sympathy. And as I begin to round up, let me just jump quickly. The Bible said, you know, he touched them. After he had compassion on them, he touched them. He touched them. May the touch of God reach you this morning in the name of Jesus. I want you to put your hand on yourself, whether you are in need or you are a person ministering need. Everybody. You must understand that this morning, the reason why we are following Jesus, we want to be like Jesus. And I want you to pray this morning so that the compassionate heart of God, the power of God will be at work in you to help you to see through the words of people. Also, if you have a need, this morning, come on, lay your hands on yourself. All the children, all the adults listening to me, put your hand on yourself and say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for being my Lord, being my master. Thank you. Because you see through me. Thank you. Because you walk through me. Thank you. Because this is my day of miracle. I thank you because you touch my eyes. My eyes to see. Like never before. You touch my eyes. To see the need of others. Not just my own need. You touch my eyes. To see situations I've never even looked at before. From this day. I will never walk in blindness. I will walk in the light of your spirit. In the name of Jesus. Now listen to this. The Bible says this. In Luke 11 verse 34. He said the lamb of the body is the eye. Therefore if your eye is good. Your whole body is good. Full of light. He said but your, when your eye is bad. Your body is full of darkness. Wow. What God wants to heal this morning is your eyes. Because when you can see past people's skin. People's color. You can see past their situation. You can see well they're not looking like me. They're not looking like the people I'm looking for. When you can see like Christ sees, you are the missionary he needs. When you can see like where Christ sees, then you will cease to feel ignored. You will cease to feel the underdog. 
you will cease to feel he doesn't want me. Because now you can see. Now you can see. You can see that he loves you. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And make his face to shine upon you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. We'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message. Please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110. Or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again.